the steering mechanism proved to be a complete failure. Uh, yes, and then that, that was the A3, which yes. behaved as a rocket, but did not behave as a missile. Mm, no, that's uh, <laughs> probably a pretty good <laughs> way of putting it. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show, 60 minutes of audio on the internet. So now, without further ado, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you who the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world wide web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. My name is Spud Goodman, and welcome one and all to my program. I feel in the deepest recesses of my being that tonight's episode will be pretty darn good. Yes, longtime listeners could counter that statement with a, we will believe it when we hear it, as talk is cheap. And I will cop to the fact that I've not always met the standards necessary to honestly label an episode as pretty darn good. I've probably used that term a little too loosely in the past, and, you know, I'm going to be aware of it in the future. But that being said, I still stand behind my proclamation that tonight's episode, though maybe not epic, will be pretty darn good. And there I said it, and it felt good. Alrighty then, uh, I'm now supposed to acknowledge our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb, but but first, I want to say hello to our designated laugher, Gina. Uh, hey, I hope all is well with you and the baby that is tagging along inside of you. You have a little uh, morning well. sickness tonight? or? Uh, well, yeah, hello, Spud. I'm, I, I'm doing well. So far, I haven't thrown up, so, you know. The cause of nausea during pregnancy is not completely understood. However, many studies link it to the production of the human chorionic gonadotropin hormone. Knock on wood. Ah, super. Uh, that's good to hear. Okay, so like I said, uh, Gerald Holcomb is uh, also here in the studio. A casual wink to the audience. We'll get her done. Well, I'm not a casual wink kind of guy, Spud. I want to wrap my arms around the listeners tonight and say how grateful I am that they have taken time out of their day to listen to our program. That's pretty awesome. Uh, don't kiss up too much, dude. Okay? Oh. I mean, come on. The heavy-handed approach doesn't work with my people. You may have mistaken them for an audience from, like, maybe The View or Ellen. I know my base, and they prefer the please-don't-make-eye-contact-with-me approach. Oh. They are very, very private people, okay? My cousin was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic years ago. He went through a bit of a rough patch last year, but right now he's functioning quite you well. You can't prevent everything. He's a surgeon and does mostly gallbladder removals. I mean, that is his specialty. Well, it's nice to know, G. But if that's the way you prefer to play it, then no problem. I just think you may be off on your assessment. My take is that all people love to be warmly embraced, you know, with a big bear hug, and that's what I do best. Listen, on the sales floor at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum... No, 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 no. hey. According to a Harvard Business Review study, the most desirable traits in a salesman are modesty, 
conscientiousness, achievement orientation, curiosity, and a lack of gregariousness, self-consciousness, or discouragement. You know, you're, it's getting really ridiculous. You never miss an opportunity to get a plug-in for that place. Do they pay you for each on-air mention? Oh, absolutely not. I'm just quite proud of our establishment as we go the extra yard for our customers. Look, I, I hope you don't expect this show to try that shtick. You know, you just better not do that anymore because it doesn't work. It does not work. Paranoid <laughs> schizophrenics, which I've been told are a big part of our listenership really? and totally dig our show. Well, you know, they would ditch us in a second if we got too warm and cuddly. I know our audience. Well, uh, listen, I believe that even a paranoid schizophrenic would respond to the right pitch. You just have to know their sweet spot and throw one right down the middle for them. Okay, my cousin would never respond to someone like you, Gerald. No offense. Mm. He has an innate ability to see right through phony and Machiavellian people. He's the first guy I've introduced all my boyfriends to over the years. Americans love a winner. If they pass muster, then they can meet the parents. He's never been wrong. Um, could, could I just for a second revisit the topic of making eye contact? Because yeah. um, it's kind of been on my mind. I've been thinking a lot about it. And, you know, I was actually going to ask our executive producer if we could implement a new policy around here. And I'd say, let's just go for it and let's just see how it goes. It, it would actually just pertain to you, Gerald. Me? Uh, I will be requesting that you please avert my eyes from your sight line when we're together in the studio, like right now <laughs> is what I'm speaking of. That is a no-no for most stars in the entertainment industry. We, you know, just don't like to make eye contact with support staffers because it's very draining emotionally on us. Oh. Uh- Okay, I, I did not know this was something you felt so strongly about. Uh, you know, yes. my, my wife, she's expressed similar feelings about my gaze, I guess you could call it. I guess I have a very powerful glance when I look at people. She feels like I am, well, I'll call it eye-effing her in the evening hours, and it seems to make her very uncomfortable. I mean, I, I try to keep it under control, but there are gosh, all kinds of perversions. Gosh darn, she is so hot sometimes. Well, you know? that last part was really unnecessary to share, right? Well, uh, so uh, you're you're still looking at me right now. Look, oh, please follow the new studio policy. All right. Well, okay, okay, but you know, everyone else here is looking at you. I mean, Gina, right now, uh, scanning the studio. Uh, look, our intern Anna is looking right at you now. When we go on break, do you want me to set her straight on the new policy? No, because she does not make me feel uncomfortable. Oh. Excuse me, you're doing it again. Look, uh, look, please turn away. Uh, yep, but it's rude not to look at a person when he or she is talking directly to you. That policy will be very difficult for me to follow. Could you maybe Tough. look away when you're talking to me? Then that might be no. easier for no, you. You're, <laughs> get a clue here. This is about you averting my sight line. Oh. As long as your eyes cannot be seen directly by me, it's all good. All right? Right now, I need to play some music. So here is uh, a song from a very talented woman, Margaret Cho, who has been a guest on this radio show a couple times, and we love her a lot. Uh, this is uh, this tune actually is titled "I'm Sorry," and it's from her album Cho Dependent, and it features Andrew Bird. Uh, so let's hear it. And I'm sorry I shot you in the face 
Radio Show. Hey, it's your man JB Smooth. I don't give a damn about no damn Spud. What grown man named Spud any damn way? I'm just saying in general. Listen to him if you want to. Um, I don't listen to his ass. I don't give a damn about his ass. I don't know him. Don't listen to him. Give a damn if you listen to him. Hey, uh, Spud, your favorite wrestler, Mick Foley, is on the line. Right now? Cool. I am excited to speak with him. Or did you say Big Show was your favorite? Well, can't a guy have two favorite wrestlers? It's not like I'm cheating on one of them or the other. You know well, what I mean? I guess. It, it just it sounds like you can't commit on this issue, too. It, it's kind of like in your personal life. I mean, how long are you going to be this lonely single man? It just sort of looks pitiful. Well, I like to keep my options open. Some of us choose not to get married right out of high school to the first girl who sticks her tongue in your mouth. Oh, I thought I asked you to keep that between us. I, I knew I should have never told you that. Uh, just put Mick on the air. Yeah, okay. All right, please welcome to our show author, actor, stand-up comedian, and also one of the most entertaining professional wrestlers of all time, Mr. Mick Foley, a.k.a. Cactus Jack, Mankind, and Dude Love. Thank you for calling in tonight, man. Hey, it's my pleasure. I can't wait to uh, start uh, start my WrestleMania week tour uh, right there in, at the parlor in Bellevue. And uh, I was there about a year and a half ago. I love it. It's a great club. And... Uh, 
perfect place to start the WrestleMania Week tour. Yes, yes. <laughs> we don't want we don't want people to be shut out if they really want to be there. So uh, go ahead and make that call, or they can go to my my website, realmcfoley.com. We'll direct them right to where to get the tickets. All right, super. Well, my first question I have is, uh, what gave you more satisfaction in the ring, being a heel or or the fan favorite? Because I I would think the boos are much more of a rush, but I've never had to walk up to the ring with huge overweight males yelling and spitting at me. You got to be mentally tough to handle that, right? Ah, uh, you know, it, it, it's good for your humility. Uh, you develop, uh, you know, a, a pretty thick skin. And, and the people, psychologically, who start their careers out as bad guys, like, <laughs> tend to be the nicer guys because they don't buy into the hero thing. You know, like, right. they've seen the other side. Uh, you know, they've, they've, they've been harassed. And, and in the old days, you know, guys used to have to fight their way out of buildings and, uh, you know, and have tires slashed and things like that. And so they can really appreciate uh, the cheers. They're both, they were both kind of cool. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want to be a, a bad guy with a lot, like, as we say, wrestling, a lot of heat with the whole social media thing. I don't know if I'd want to be bombarded with bad stuff 24-7. Right. Well, which, which of the personas that you wrestled under did you enjoy the most and what was your least favorite while competing in the ring? Because it had to get schizophrenic. I mean, did they all sort of run together in your mind when you were Mankind took over, and you took over for Cactus Jack and then maybe Dude Love popped up? What, what? <laughs> you know, it, was, uh, it reminded me of watching the guy uh, who, who changes roles in uh, Phantom of the Opera, like yeah. that's a really demanding role. It was, yeah, it was, there was challenges. Dude Love was, you know, there was not a lot of uh, depth to that character. Like uh, to this day, like for example, we raised money for a Santa Claus documentary I did uh, last great. year called "I Am Santa Claus" uh, through partially through video messages. So I told the director I could do Dude Love, I could do Mankind. I can't go deep. I can't do Cactus anymore. To, you know, it's like too much of an emotional toll. So that one was difficult. Well, you're uh, while you're touring, you know, with your stand-up act. I wanted. I was just curious. Have you ever had like a wrestling fan get a little too enthusiastic at one of your shows oh, and yeah. had to administer an Arabian facebuster or something cool? No, no. I, you know what? I know this is going to be a disappointing answer, but I have learned. I don't. I don't get hecklers. I get like over enthusiastic fans. Like, and I, I'm a storyteller. I want to let people know. I'm not going to like do set up punchlines. Uh, so the stories are, are usually, you know, they usually end in, in humorous fashion. They don't have to, which is what I like, which is what I call an evening with. Mm-hmm. But occasionally we'll get, like, the over-exuberant fan with a little alcohol who thinks they're impressing me by, like, yelling out the end of the story, like, in their mind. It's like, I know this. Let me let him know I know it by yelling out, cookies. You know? you know, and I'll just kind of, I found a way to very gently but firmly make that person feel bad about themselves. Because if I if I if I if I fire back at them, then with the help of alcohol, which is a strange and powerful drug, they will believe they're part of the show and feel encouraged to yell out more. And uh, and so I found like I'll sacrifice the laughs that I could get by putting that guy in his place by very gently explaining to him <laughs> that nobody paid to listen to them, and you could just kind of see it making them feel bad and uh, and. Uh, on, in one case, we were in Rochester, New York. A guy just wouldn't show up, and so the uh, the club owner just took him, you know, took him uh, by the arm and uh, sat him next to the uh, president of the New York State chapter of the Hell's Angels. And uh, oh. we didn't hear another peep from that young man that day. Well, I, I've seen your stare down, and that's that's got to do the trick because the guy's going <laughs> to wet himself on the spot. So, all right, you know, Spud, 
what do you think about me getting an on-air name? Uh, Even my wife has said there's not many radio personalities named Gerald out there. She thinks a snappier name might help me someday get a job as a host. And it begins. What is it with co-hosts and their dreams of someday becoming a host? Can't this wait until later? Okay. Doing an interview right now. I, I hear you, but I forgot to mention this earlier before we went on the air. Just think about some possible names and we can kick them around when the show's over. Yeah, uh, can I return to the interview now? Sure, uh, but how about give some thought to maybe Homeboy Brian, or how about Screaming Stevie? Those are a couple of my kids throughout this morning. Um, well, besides losing some teeth in the ring, uh, roughly speaking, how many stitches do you think you've had over the years in wrestling? You know, it was like uh, 300 when I retired the first time mm. in uh, in uh, 2000, and then I picked up like another 50 over the occasional. The comebacks I made <laughs> tended to be kind of kind of gruesome affairs. I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't <laughs> perform on the same level, so I had to add some bells and whistles, and and not everything turned out the way I hoped. So uh, yeah, we're up around 350. It's not a world record by any uh, any means, but it's uh, I guess it's a pretty decent number yeah uh, yeah i'd say so were you a bleeder well wow, that's that's a hefty number uh, you know i barely it, it doesn't even look like it uh, people some of the guys at the dressing room are like have you had work done because i appear to be more youthful than i was in like 99 i'm like well that's because i you know 99 i was walking around i'd been walking around for 15 years with a perpetual wince you know so uh there is life after wrestling, and it can be pretty good. All right, super. Well, in 2012, you appeared on Celebrity Wife Swap, one of my favorite shows. A lot of our guests have actually appeared on that show. I don't think I could handle being ordered around the house by a total stranger. I'd probably just go the passive-aggressive route when told to take out the garbage. <laughs> was it good for you? Yeah, we liked it. It was some of my finest work. Uh, and it was actually my idea on the second day of filming to go up and go, you guys want me to do some type of makeover? And they went, you would do that? I looked at him. I said, even I know you don't wear tie-dye and paisley together. Like, I had really let myself go so that the uh, makeover could be dramatic. So, we, you know, we clipped off 13 inches of hair and donated it to uh, uh, Locks of Love for, uh, you know, women. Super. Who have uh, you know lost their hair mm-hmm. to uh, uh, radiation, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and I found and I found the one groom. You know, I pride myself on the natural look, but once I saw that just for men could kind of make you look five years younger, five minutes a month, I was like, I can do that, and I did. As a matter of fact, I, I just took out the gray last night, so I'll be looking good when I hit the stage uh, at the parlor. That's that's very cool to know. Uh, well, <laughs> off the record, let me ask you, did the network outlaw temporary marital relations? Because no one ever answers that question when I hit them up with it. <laughs> Wait, off the record, yes. on, 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 on radio. Correct. Did the... Uh, <laughs> What do you mean, did they outlaw temporary marital well, relations? Well, you know, it's like some kind of benefits. I mean, you got to be there a week, right? For I don't know how long you had to shoot the... the oh, oh, that network. I thought yeah. the new WWE network no. for only nine ninety nine a month. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, don't think that was, I don't think that was an issue for my... You know, uh, Cheryl <laughs> did not express... I didn't sense, like, uh, uh, the attraction that we were fighting off. Uh, oh, no electricity? I sp- I, all right. I can't speak for... Uh, we liked her. We all really liked her. Uh, I can't speak for my wife, who spent the week with uh, Antonio Sabato. Dr. Jr. was the most handsome man who's ever lived anywhere. Yeah, that's kind of tough to go up against. Uh, (laughs) All right, well, as I'm kind of an old-school guy that I enjoy wrestling and boxing, what's your take on the whole MMA fighting scene? It's so big, and I don't really get it myself. Yeah, man, I I like it. I'm not a huge fan. Um, One of the cool things about this tour is uh, I'm having Leslie Smith as my... uh, 
guest at one of the shows, and she and I have that that sacred bond that only those who've lost an ear in a match can. Wow, that's can, that's you can share. Yeah, so so we bonded uh, over that. It's going to be a cool meeting. I really I like it, you know, and I can understand like uh, you know, with the exception of those really good boxing matches that take place every now and then. Man, they, that's a sport need to help. I mean. Uh, you know, if you gauged like a thousand people over whether or not they really gave a blank about either of the Klitschko brothers, I think the answer would be no. And these are guys who <laughs> dominated the boxing. I know. I know. It's like if a fight happens and no one sees it, did it really happen at all? And uh, I just, I just, it's a law. It's come. Uh, it's just a different era from when uh, you know everyone knew the heavyweights. You know, from Ali to Foreman to Joe Frazier to Tyson. You know. It's a it's a different era, so I think it's good that MMA is there to to fill that void because uh, uh, you know almost every match is going to have some level of excitement in you. You can't really say that about boxing. I know it just it needs some characters, it needs some life, some new blood. But yeah, I, 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 that's an obvious. So all right, well, last question: um, What's been your most memorable moment outside of the ring? I've had a lot of great moments, you know, um, uh, you know, hitting number one in the New York Times bestseller list, especially the book I wrote myself, Yeah, was, uh, was really cool. Uh, I was the uh, volunteer of the month for an organization called Rain, mm-hmm. uh, the nation's largest anti-sexual assault organization. And believe me, I deserved it because I really worked hard and I was a good volunteer. So those are two things I'm, I'm really proud of. Yeah, you've been very active in that organization, just wrapping up your, your fundraiser for that, correct? Yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, last year we uh, raised $112,000 with no advertising budget. And that's really cool for, uh, you know, for a subject that's tough to talk about. And nobody holds a golf tournament for that subject. No one wears, a, you know, a wristband. It's uh, really tough. And so having the WrestleMania raffle gives us a chance to earn money, create awareness. And uh, we're tallying up the figures and hoping that we approach or top the 112k that we got last year. I want to thank you so much for checking in with us, Mr. Foley. And I just wanted to say, this is really cool that uh, uh, Coach Carroll's going to be uh, picking out my set list, so uh, you know it's going to go smoothly. Wow, super. We, got, we just heard that. That's, that's for the record. All right. Thank you so much. All right, bye. This is one of radio's most famous musical productions, the program that brings you the music of a nation that loves to sing and whose songs reflect the beauty and romance inherent in its way of life. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, it's musical guest interview time, but before we do, I might I need to say this for the record. Um, our lovely designated laugher, Gina, is uh, beyond tough. She's already left the studio, puked, come back, and is still sitting and doing her job. Yeah. I, props to you, okay? Good job, Good job Gina. <laughs> what? Thank you. Just I, I would say keep a, a clear yes keep, path. Yes, keep yes. the keep the doorway um, open. And yeah. this is definitely no joke. Yes. Uh, it's not funny. So anyway, okay, gentlemen, please say hello to the shaking growlers. How you guys doing? Great, doing fine. Step right up Great. to the microphone. Um, so let uh, let me let me ask you this. Uh, give your name, your uh, I guess your blood type, and the instrument that you play. Uh, Mike Chachi Mo Rock and Dippery, uh, be positive, and I play bass and sing. Super. Phil Bentz, O positive, uh, guitar and vocals. Jerry Jeff, A, I think, <laughs> drums. 
Better check that out for sure, though. You never yeah. know. Especially, well, anyway, uh, I take it that all three of you guys have, have been in a bunch of bands over the years. So does anybody have like a good horror story that broke up your band or were all of them like amicable? And if that's the case, maybe make something up because we don't, you know, we want something juicy here. Well, we've been in bands for a long time. As that's a, what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, but we were in uh, a band that was a uh, Elvis punk rock tribute band uh, oh. called the Graceland Five. And uh, the bass player, it was his thing. And he had uh, he was bipolar. So that broke that band up. Ooh, you had some great stories. I bet. Then. <laughs> yeah, it was super. It was up and down. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I guess we'll let we'll we'll leave that to the imagination. Um, what uh, do each of you feel is the best all time live record ever released ever? Oh boy, Phil, you want to take that? <laughs> I'm gonna have to say uh, I like the Ramones alive. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Their live records are always good. The first Kiss live was, was good all right, too. All right. Um, now, off the record, do any of you guys own a Limp Biscuit CD, uh, LP, or cassette? Because I've asked a lot of people that, and no one will ever admit it publicly. But somebody bought those freaking records because uh, they sold a buttload of them. I have a red hat that I turn backwards sometimes. Well, I guess so. Okay, I guess that'll be that'll suffice. All right. Well, what's the name of the first song we're gonna do? The first song is called Hoarders. All right, let's hear it. All right, let's clean it up, Phil. Ready? <laughs> Neighbors finally lodged a complaint Clean up your house or you must be paid Where do you eat? Where do you Where do you hide take her down? Order Every year the garbage shame piles higher Conditions clutter, hygiene becoming dire Where do you eat? Where do you cry? Where do you hide and take a nap? Order A tall protective service collar or am I living in total squalor? Lifetime's mess cleaned up in days. Yeah. Can't seem to throw nothing away. Cause you're a hoder. Yeah, Phil. The cleaning crew's got defibrillated mess. Another carcass of a missing kitty cat. Where do you eat? Where do you Where do you hide or take a nap? Order. But do not leave a treasure hole. Although the city declared it inhabitable Lifetime's mess cleaned up in days Yeah Can't seem to throw nothing Can't seem to throw nothing Can't seem to throw nothing This 
is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, uh, Spud, guess who's calling? Uh, how do I? That's your job. How do I know who's Tell, tell oh. me who's calling. Well, You know, I could handle the calls if you that? want, Spud. I have a lot of experience handling the phones from my last job as a legal secretary. We had like 12 lines, and I was pretty good at keeping things under control. Yeah, no, that won't be necessary, Gina. Spud, it's on one calling in from somewhere still outside the U.S. The intern said he's not in Belize anymore. Well, put him through. Hey, on one, are you there? Spud? But yeah. Hey, can you speak up a bit? We don't okay. have a good satellite phone connection where I'm at now. Okay. It's pretty far out in the country. Okay. I'm working in Honduras now. Honduras? My boss wanted to move our farming operation here because of the pro-business climate. There's no taxes or laws, basically. They decided to go free-balling a while ago. Basically, no government. Everything's a la carte here. Well... Sounds like kind of the Wild West, then. Are, are you safe down there? Hey, uh, on one, I thought it was pretty hairy for you in Belize, but I've read in the papers about Honduras. It's the second most dangerous country on Earth. Why in heavens would you move there? And you're on one, duck. Oh. I see him, I see him. No biggie. Just relax. Everything's under control. Uh, Spud, look, I was wondering if you would be interested in coming down here to visit. I can send a private plane to SeaTac and take you and whoever you... Uh, Senor, on one. Mira, the beach. Look, look, I see him. Look, I see him. No worries. Hey, Spud, the beaches down here are incredible. I don't think you surf, but the waves are awesome. Charlie, don't surf! Hey, man, I, I didn't know you surfed either. Um, on one. on one. Are you wearing a flak jacket? Yeah, you know, in, in this country, everyone wears one, Gina. They're like the North Face coats up there in Washington. They make them in all colors. But it's a free market down here, so the prices are pretty high. A pizza costs 60 to $70. And with delivery, it's like 200 Private security detail costs a lot of money. Gosh, on one, it sounds like it's the landing at Normandy. You should take cover, why don't you? Gerald, if I stopped working every time I heard some gunshots or explosions, we would never get the season's crop tended to. I supervise a crew of about 40 guys, and after a week or so of being here, you just learn to go with the flow. Some days are crazier than others, though. Should we fire that cannon now? Uh, hey, I, I don't know what you... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much or what you get paid to supervise people down there at your farm, but just remember, money isn't everything. Oh, I'm, I'm not just here for that, but you know I love working with my hands in the soil. Plus, the last few years, I, I had some trouble with my knees during the winter up there in Washington. The weather down here is absolutely beautiful each and every day. 
I know I've only been here for a short while, but I tell you, it's God's country. Look, look, that plant may be legal up here in this state and a few other states now, but, you know, no job should be that scary. You should probably just go take cover somewhere. I'll let you go. Well, do you want me to send the plane up to Seattle to get you and, you know, whoever else you want to bring? You can stay as long as you want. My boss has a personal relationship with the president down the here. The police are coming. This is in Italy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check in the trunk of my car. The brown suitcase. Not the black one. Just hand them the brown one, and it's all good. Then get back to work. Look, hey, I, I need to get going here, so we can talk again soon, all right? Sure, Spud. But like I said, you would love it down here, okay? Hopefully soon the U.S. will wise up and try this system, too. Well... Uh, I don't know. I hope not. Because, you know, the DMV up here is not sounding that bad right now. Um, and I, I, I think I've seen that Thunderdome movie you're living through right now, and I'm no Mad Max, so no thank you. I think they I'll hang up here. I'll but talk to you soon. Bye. Should we shoot them? No, 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 no. That won't be necessary. Look, look, you're all shooting them away. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Get out of here, you freaking cows. Bye, Spud. I gotta go and shoot. I hope it's better. Please try your call again later. Oh, that was something. Hey, uh, say, Spud, uh, can I ask you a question? What suddenly brought up this fixation with staff, w or I guess just me, having to not look directly at you? It's quite a surprise. Well, you know, it's something I've been thinking about for a while, because I read this story in a magazine. It was an online magazine. I forgot what it's called. But it yeah. dealt with the entertainment business, and quite a few major stars feel very strongly about this issue, specifically... <laughs> You know, their inner space being violated by extraneous, non-essential staff and crew, from Christian Bale to Madonna to Prince, they all feel much more comfortable on the set or on stage, you know, without this distraction. Hmm. Well, you know, you are the host of this program, and if that's how you feel, we, or I guess Gerald, will have to honor your wishes. Well, why didn't you say so? Thank you. But but Spud, and, and notice I'm I'm looking down at the floor right now out of respect for yes, your wishes. and continue to. I, I, I'm trying, but th this is going to severely limit my ability to stay connected throughout the program. Like right now, while staring down, I feel like I'm separated from everyone, like like I'm a castaway on a Seriously. or something. That's a tad dramatic, don't you well, think? Like you're a temporary fill-in co-host. You aren't supposed to be connected to the show in any fashion. Just sit there, nod your head, and maybe emit an occasional giggle at the appropriate time um i would say that area is totally covered on my part so he can just continue to stare at the floor for the rest of the show maybe you shouldn't mm -hmm. giggle or do much more laughing or anything because it could elicit some mm -hmm. sort of bodily response that we are not really prepared for get hmm. the bucket please get I, that bucket back i can't i couldn't see if she's not feeling well because i'm looking at the floor and it's quite humiliating as i feel i'm being singled out here and i don't know why hey, he, hey don't raise uh, your head look at me i can see you looking at me with peripheral vision right I'm now look look no turn Right. I can still see you looking. All right. nope. Okay, All right. that's fine. All right. Um, I suggest if he does not comply, maybe you get an intern to find a plastic bag or something and take care of the job for good. Oh, Gina, that is a terrible suggestion. I couldn't breathe with a plastic bag over my hey, head. Hey, hey, I you're starting to raise your head again. And, and, and with that, your field of vision, I, I don't feel comfortable with that. And I don't want to be like a nitpicker here, but you're violating the letter of the law. But, but how am I going to communicate with the guys on the soundboard or with the phone calls? I have to maintain eye contact with them or I won't know if our guests are on the line waiting. All right, fine. You can maintain eye contact with the board as they're like right in front of you. Thank Just you. make sure you look straight ahead and not turn your head. No, no. Yeah, okay, straight ahead, yes. No, I, and if you I can't am. follow this simple directive, then I may have to go with the plastic bag option. Well, that won't be necessary. So the, 
right now they're telling me uh, that our next guest, Mario Cantone, is holding. All right, super. Okay, he's calling in from New York tonight. I hope oh. you know that. So I just, I was just hoping he wouldn't forget and go out somewhere. You know, there are so many things to do in that city at night. And if it was me, you know, like having to choose between going out to some amazing club or stay home and, you know, chat with some talk show host uh, who would never, by the way, I'll be honest, never get into any of the cool clubs he gets into. I mean, the doormen there are pretty snooty. Well, I, I myself once tried to Not get into this call. exclusive club in Seattle one night with some co-workers. The wife That's had nice. had a cold, if I remember correctly, and okay, I couldn't make please. it. But anyway, I, I was the only one in the group that didn't get in. The doorman said I was overdressed. Yeah. I think people are take that job way too seriously and they're judgmental. Well, just, just put him on the air, please. No one cares about your club hopping experience. Okay, I'll, I'll put him on. All right, please welcome actor, writer, and stand-up comedian Mario Cantone. Welcome to our show. Well, I'm glad to be on your show. Yeah. I'm on, a, I'm on a rooftop in New York City right now. Um, so, Mario, i got to ask you this. You come from a, lo- you come from a large Italian-American family. As I had many friends from similar families growing up, can I ask if you had plastic covers on the furniture in the living room? Because I always liked that. I no. felt a sense of comfort. I, no, we, no. First of all, you know, my, we had like a purple couch that was, looked like a French provincial freight train. It was about a mile long and had a tufted back. It was like a purple velvet couch. But ironically, my mother did not have the, the, the plastic on there because I don't know why she did. Most Italians do, though. But yes. it's ridiculous because in the summer, if you're in shorts, you get up and, and the skin rips off your thighs. It's horrible. It's, it's terrible. But, yeah, they, we, 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 we didn't have it. My, 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 my mother figured, you know, what, what you have, you have. What you use, you use. We didn't, we didn't cover it. But a lot of Italians do. I know, I know a lot of my. I, I just felt a comfort because I knew if I spilt or anything, it just I don't know, it just made me feel safe. So anyway, that's, <laughs> that's true. You don't have to go scrubbing out the uh, the wine stains. Or the right, right. Yeah, we did break out a little wine in in middle school. Yeah, anyway, that's another story. Um, say you. Yeah, we did too. <laughs> yeah, we did too. My father let us have a little wine at the dinner table. Absolutely. It, you know. It's just, it's a it's a, it's kind of a, a good way to 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 be disciplined into uh, having a little wine with dinner. It wasn't a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, hey, you know what? If kids are gonna drink, they're gonna drink. They're gonna go out and they're gonna drink. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, that's see, true. you began your television. Are, are you still up on the roof of the? Uh, uh, of the uh, I'm up on the roof. I'm up in New York City on the roof because you know what? I didn't want to wake my husband. So I kind of came outside on our deck. We have a beautiful deck with the Empire State Building that gives us a different light show every night. It's unbelievable. Oh, that'd be and, very uh, cool. And I came up on the, the roof deck. It's lovely. It's huh. nice. We have a nice big roof, roof deck. It's ours. All right. Well, let me really know. Sweet. Let me know if any pigeons or anything come bothering you during this thing. So, all right. I will have let you know. <laughs> well, let me ask you a Sex in the City question. I know that you must be burned out with that topic, but uh, hey, do you do you think uh, Samantha's character, played by Kim Cattrall, was the original prototypical cougar, the standard bearer of the archetype? You know. Uh, well, not when it started. I mean, because she was, a, a, I guess she was not a cougar when it started. I guess they, they you know, the show was on for what? I don't know, 10 years, maybe eight years. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I guess she became a cougar. Uh, now they're all cougars or, or whatever. I, I don't know. You know, I guess, I, I don't think she was at the beginning, but I think she certainly 
um, became that. Uh, but that's ah, such a you know they, they they get very offended with the word Cooper. You can't say that either. Pretty soon you'll be thrown off the air. Really, I didn't, I didn't know, even yeah. know that. Oh okay. no, you can't. Oh, pretty soon, believe me, they're going to come after you for Cougar eventually. Not maybe today, but maybe in a few years. It all gets worse as the years go on. It gets worse. Man, okay, all right, I'll make a middle yeah, note of that. Um, right, right. So yeah, no, I, I don't. You know, I think it's. I think. I think the word is absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, I think she was a she was she became that absolutely. Yeah. Can, can I just say Mario is a great guest, Spud? You interrupted me here to tell me the obvious? Yes, he is a great guest. I just thought I'd throw in my two cents, sorry. Alright. Well, hey as a as a married gay man, what's your take on the thirteen states still not recognizing a basic human right for all citizens? It makes you kinda of wonder if maybe those thirteen states will still maybe allow slavery part time or refuse women the right to yeah. vote maybe occasionally. Yeah, I don't know. No what do kidding. you think? You're absolutely right about that. I, I don't know. It's it's infuriating. And but I mean look, I, I, the thing is is that no matter what state you're of those thirteen states you're married in it's so ironic that it's the 13 states because wasn't it just the original 13 colonies were in the Revolutionary War and actually they're all to the different 13 states, though they're completely different 13. But I, I think that uh, it's good that it's... And the good thing about it now is no matter where you're married, you get your... You, we get federal... We get federal... Um, protection, right? You know, uh, protection. We do. Right. We, get, we get our federal rights. We get... We get Social Security, you know, you know, we, we get all we get all the same same things that you know married couples get. So that's the good thing. But I, I don't. I'm in Alabama, who you know, like we're gonna we're gonna just make marriage illegal, period, so no one can get married because right. homos aren't getting married. You know, just shut up. They're they they should cut themselves out of the map and make them, themselves an island and push themselves off. And, the Atlantic Ocean and be their own little country. It's insane. And I don't know how they're not listening to the, the federal gov government. I mean, they're just not listening. They're like, no, we're not listening to you. It's, you can't do that. You can't do that. I, I, it's going to, you know, I, I think eventually, I mean, it's, and, and I think the Supreme Court now, in June, we're going to know pretty soon whether right. they finally just go, everybody in every state can finally get married. And I think they're going to do that because they're probably fed up with all these individual states, not all, but the, the few individual states that come to them and they're like, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do this, and we want to fight this. They're probably sick of it. They're like, another one, another state, really? So I really believe they're going to just go, shut up, and everyone can get married now. I do. I, I, I mean, because the, the, the jig is up. It's done. Right. I kind of think they've tried this before. You know, I mean, they seem like they're kind of hanging on to the 50s, but like maybe the 1850s by a thread. I, 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 it's, yeah. it's, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it myself. But Though the wife and I are not supporters of this gay marriage thing, it is nice to see that Mario is happy. Well, your wife needs to update her worldview. Maybe leave her a note and tell her to get on board with those child labor laws and that pesky Voting Rights Act, too. Times do change. Oh, not a good idea. She's not big on change, Spud, so I'm staying out of it. You could email her, though, if you like. Okay, well, let me move on to a topic that uh, I wanted to hit you up with. You did the late uh, Joan Rivers roast on Comedy Central in I, 2009. I How did. significant of a figure was Joan to comedy, in your opinion? Well, she, she was, you know, she was, she was the one that continued to fight the political correct beliefs. Mm -hmm. It was a constant thing for her. She never apologized. She just kept going forward. You know, she was someone that was, you know, I 
really believe this. The comedians that are like kind of tough and biting on stage are usually the most giving and nice ones off stage. I have found that in my career uh -huh. growing up. Like Kathy Griffin, she's a tough one on stage, but she's like the nicest person. You know, I, 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 I just, it, 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 I think she, she was just a good woman. She gave, gave a lot to, 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 you know, Thanksgiving. She was all around to, um, what, what was, oh, God, God's help we deliver, which was, which was a, a place that delivered food to, to people that were ill. I mean, she, she she was very giving. She was just a good person. But, I, you know, she, she was from the old school of comedy where she was like, I'm saying this, and this is what I do, and this is what makes me funny. And I hate roasts. I hate them. I've only done two uh, because, you know, you sit there and you're a gay punching bag for two hours. Yeah. So, you know, for her, I did it because I love her, and she asked me. She was my friend. We also did an Old Navy commercial together, and we were friends. And she was just a... She, uh, she will really, really be missed, but she was very significant. I mean, it's like... It's like Don Rickles too, who who's you know still alive. He he's you know he doesn't do television as much as Joan did. Um, he's also much older, but he he he's another one that I bet still has to fight the the political correct police because he comes from that from that insult comedy, you know, where he can another one, the mean one on stage, nicest guy in the world, right? You know. Well, I know she certainly lady. she certainly kicked the door in for other women in comedy. There's no obviously she's uh, oh yeah. absolutely she that 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 she she surely did for the, you know for the, for, for uh, she did it for the, for the people that didn't think women were funny. You know she was one of the funniest. Yes. I, I think she's a, a, a great example of that they were wrong, and, and she did she she did kick the door in for women. She she. She was a big influence to a lot of women and a lot of lot of lot of guys. She was a big influence to me too. Right, Mario. What has been your most memorable moment in show business to this point? Trite, yes, cliche, yes, but that's what I do. My 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 fa my my favorite moment. I think I think opening night of of my one man show on Broadway was amazing because. Uh, it was a great night. Everybody was there. It was like, you know, Dennis Leary was there and Ben Stiller. Oh, and, super. Yeah, my great finds. It was, you know, uh, it was an amazing night. And the party was at the Rainbow Room on top of 30 Rockefeller wow. in New York. And, and we were supposed to have another room, and the room wasn't ready. And the room happened to be run by the same people that were with Cipriani. They were running the, the room at the time. And they didn't have this other room ready. So they, they for the same price they gave my producers the rainbow room and we had a swing band and um it was amazing it was an amazing night i'll never forget it and the reviews were really good so it all worked out and uh, and then um so that was probably that was probably it definitely you don't do things on a small scale sounds like that's that that would have no, been a memorable I know, well not yeah no i don't i know i'm pretty grand it's a little ridiculous you know hey hey you only live <laughs> once all right well, here you have it. Thank you very much for checking in with Thank us tonight. You. Mr. Mario hey, Cantone. I enjoy talking to you, too. I'll tell you. I, and, and, you know, I love Disney. I'm a freak. I have, like, production cells on my wall that used an actual making of classic Disney animated movies. I have them. And, then, and before the VHS and the DVDs of all the classic animated movies came out in the early 80s, I had them all bootlegged on VHS. Pa, 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 bootlegged. <laughs> so thrilling to have them, but it was scary because I just thought the Disney police were going to knock down my door and be like, all right, up 
against the wall. Where's Peter Pan? What are you talking about? Where's Cinderella? I don't have her. I flushed her. I flushed her down the toilet. And they take me to jail and I'd be like, oh, Martha, do you have any moisturizer? And then my fantasy was like Jiminy Cricket would come and rescue me. He'd be like, hey, little guy, what you doing in there? Whoa, P.U., this place smells like urine. Whoa, come on, let's get you out of here fast before you turn into a piece of ass. Come on. It's too late, Jiminy. Hey, what's up, comedy fans? This is Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster. For some unknown reason, you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. What the fuck is wrong with you people? All right, once again, here are the Shaken Growlers. <laughs> Fuck 
fuckers on the beach. Too many fuckers at the mall. Too many fuckers at my workplace. Too many fuckers at the wild. President Obama. The media said President Obama had failed. The Republicans were saying he and his cabinet should be jailed. They said no way he could turn around the economy as that ship had sailed. But the economy now has a chance to be one that's hailed. So back off and give President Obama his due, or you can just ignore the facts like Fox News. I'm done here. This is the Spud Goodman Show. I think that this is your way of telling me something. Uh, hey, Spud, this guy's on the line, and he says you know him, that he's a friend. My friends call me on my cell, all uh-huh. right? Not live on the air. What's his name? Well, they just said he's calling about car racing or something. Uh, like- no, no. It could. If it's the dude, I think. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Am I on the air now? Can uh, you hear me? Oh, yeah, yes, caller, you yeah. are on the air. Is there something you wanted to ask, no, this, Spud? I know this dude. Oh, hey, hey, Spud, 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 it's me. And you remember me, right? I used to call all the time yeah, about NASCAR racing, but you know, I, I got to tell you, for some reason, I haven't been able to get through to you guys for months. Yeah, I know. I know that. It, it took a total team effort to make that happen. And now somebody drops the ball and a breach of security occurs. You know, it only takes one weak link in an organization for something like this to happen again. Maybe Gina, I know oh, Gina, okay, look, Gina's you know, sick tonight. Maybe I, that's, maybe that's. But I, I gotta tell you, I was calling about Kevin Harvick because you, you, can you believe this? Yeah. Who, who is who is Kevin Harvick? Like, hey, hey, did you just uh, look at me when you no. said that? To no. look down, down, down. Okay, caller. I, I, I'm. Uh, I think I've heard the name. I think he's a guy who drives a really fast car around in circles. Right. I, I gotta go now. I got. Are you to kidding go. me, Kevin Harvick? You know, he is the only, the, the only NASCAR driver that in the last 41 years to, to have started the racing season like this. Two first, two seconds of the first four races. It is amazing. And wait, wait a minute. Were you guys just playing a Formula One car a minute ago? You know, you guys do that all the time. It's the wrong sport, guy. Come on, it's like comparing football to ba- baseball. Sport? How much of a sport is it to have someone buy you the fastest car? I mean, could he win in a used Ford Focus? I don't think so. You know, without a rich dude willing to pay 300 grand for his ride, he'd be just like you. Someone who, when he wants to step on it, still has to keep it under, you know, 65 on the freeway. Oh, oh, look, do I have to remind you again that NASCAR is the most popular spectator sport in, in America? Well, there you go again. There you go, calling it a sport. It's a competition. Sports are played with balls. Well, now, wait, wait a minute, Spud. Were you aware that NASCAR was the most popular sport in this country? I, I certainly had no idea. You should maybe reconsider your skepticism and maybe tap into this. NASCAR could give this show a needed boost. Yes! That's what I've been trying to tell him for forever, for a long yeah. time. I've been volunteering to do, be the show's NASCAR correspondent and bring something to this show that would be a big plus. 
And you know what that is? It's listeners. I've told you previously that if I have to use a gimmick and pretend that I'm a NASCAR fan just to bring in listeners to the show, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm not a sellout. I, it was not going to happen. Well, I, you know, I, I'm telling you, and don't don't play another Formula One sound effect because that's going to offend the NASCAR guys. Don't do that when I'm on the call. No. Hey, it's it's our uh, you know it's our white noise, the last line of defense for for people like you. It's going to remain as long as you're on the air. It's going to be on the air during my show. So hang up if you can't stomach it. No, 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 no. I my mission's not complete here. Okay, can I do a NASCAR segment like next week or something? No. I guarantee I could triple you guys' ratings. And you're aired down like South, no. right? Like Florida or Texas or something. Yeah, those we are. are my people. They eat, drink, and breathe NASCAR. Come on, what do you say? Well, I, I say give this man a NASCAR segment, and let's see if we can tap into some of those car sponsors who you know might be willing to buy some ad time on our show. Oh, it's what? not that easy. Cialis or Bud Light? I have no need for either product in my life, okay? Caller, I gotta go. I gotta go. And why don't you call, like, Sean Hannity's radio show? He might give you a shot. Oh my God, do you, do you have his number? Yeah, bye. Later, dude. Um, okay, so... Uh, listen, I, I think you're gonna regret turning your back on this opportunity. Big mistake, Hey, keep bud. looking. You, look, you just no, looked up. I didn't. Look down. All right. So I need to say publicly that... You know, I have, I've never really felt this free and unencumbered in my role as host of this radio show. I can kind of now get it why so many stars wish to create a bubble around them. You know, while they're performing or, you know, on the set. Limiting things that annoys you is the key, I think, you know, to being the best you can be. Well, I'd I just like to add one thing if I can, Spud. Um, excuse me? I saw your eyes for a brief moment. Uh, Don't misinterpret my bubbly persona right now for softness. And I should probably state that Gina had to leave the studio. The listeners wondering where she went. She uh, literally is, puked her way out of the studio yeah. and is probably puking down to her car right now. And I, she's a trooper. I got. I think we need to like. Uh, hey, on the drum, can you give her like a a little bit of a thank you so much? Yeah, All right, good, she is good. a trooper. I miss most anyway, of it because I was looking down. Anyway, this has down. been one of my best shows, and the biggest reason is. You've accepted your role, and, and that is a non-role. A co-host is, in essence, like the vice president of the United States, a waste of human flesh until, well, God forbid, he or she is needed in a moment of tragedy. You know, if anything should happen to me, then of course, of course I'm going to relent on my directive, and you'll be able to main, you know, make some direct eye contact with me. You say your final goodbyes to me when they wheel me away to the ambulance. But until then, just continue on, all right? Yeah, but I'm staring at the floor, and my neck is getting really sore. I've not used these muscles to this degree before. I, I may have to see my chiropractor tomorrow. What do I do if he advises me to discontinue straining my neck by looking down? Then you've got a labor and industries claim here, Spud. Oh, it's wow. an, they That's call scary. it an unsafe work environment. Look, you're going to have to play that card. I knew you'd have to play it. I knew it. That's all you got. I'm very well, disappointed in you. Choosing your own personal comfort over the success of this show? Uh, no, no, no. Wow. I just can't believe that you did this. I thought you were a team player. This seals it. Oh, I'm sorry you see it that way, Spud, but I'm not going to put my physical health at risk here. There are some things more important than making this successful. Fine, be that way. Just lift up your head, you little pussy. Jeez, you would have... I can't believe this. This is Spud Goodman. Everybody, be all you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. 
You've been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show, a portentous harbinger of what the Internet of Things has in store for us all. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. The executive producer is Laurie Madsen. Video director is TJ Pites. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. the best of Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hello, hello everyone. I am Lawrence, your co-host of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. And tonight we got a special guest here. We got Anna tonight. Now, Anna, uh, I was listening to the first hour. Is it right if I look directly at you? Because, you know, uh, I heard there might be some new rule we got on the show. I think I'm okay with that. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, what are we going to do here for tonight? What's the deal with that rule? Do you know? Um, that's Spud's issue with Gerald. I don't think it's a secret around the studio that Spud would prefer not to have a co-host, but since our executive producers feel it's necessary to balance out Spud's antisocial tendencies, looks like he isn't going anywhere. I think that really grates at Spud, and it led to his newest demand that Gerald not make direct eye contact oh, with him. yeah. Well, you know, I tell you, I'm, I'm really used to not making direct eye contact with some people. Because, you know, when I was locked up at Pelican Bay, you know, everyone on our tier, you know, they, they know there's some guys you just didn't look at directly, <laughs> you know. Now, dogs, they know about that. And some of the aggressive ones, they'll stare you down. And the passive ones, they'll look away. You know, it's kind of the natural order of man and dog. I, now, I pretended to be with the passive crowds. You know, it's just a lot less hassle, you know, especially during shower time. I always look people directly in the eye. And to not, to, I feel as disrespectful. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it depends on the setting and stuff like that. You know, in a job interview or if you're making love, yeah, yeah, looking away, it's not really recommended, but... All I'm saying is not super. Just be not smart super. about it. Yeah. All right. You know. Um. Uh. You know. You know. I gotta say here. Uh. You know. What. What, what are we gonna do here? Let's. Let's go on to something different here. Um. We're gonna play a little bit of music. We got some music here. Uh, before we do music, I gotta do the honors of introducing everybody. Of course, I already introduced Anna, but we got Dave here on the soundboard. Hey, Dave. Hello. And uh, now we got Mike sitting at his engineer right now. Mike is at the helm. Dick, 
always with our with our uh, show highlights. Yep. Yeah. Here again. And Anna, you know, you're usually our intern, and you know, we got Trent <laughs> here. Wait, you're doing double duty, aren't you? I am. You know? Well, I hope he's making good decisions, whatever he's doing, but it looks like you're <laughs> making a good decision with us tonight. So, you know, uh, looks like we broke you out of your shell a little bit. I guess so. Nice. <laughs> All right. Okay, why don't we start off with some music? We'll get rolling here. We're going to do a, a big favorite of Spuds here. The chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra, with I've got you under my skin. Then they mix it up with some suicidal tendencies with that classic institutionalized. And that 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 song was featured on uh, Repo Man, that movie back in 1984. On the soundtrack off of that. Enjoy. I've got you under my skin I've got you deep in the heart of me so deep in my heart that you're really a part of me I've got you under my skin I tried so not to give in I said to myself this affair never will go so well but why should I try to resist when baby I know so well I've got you under my skin I'd sacrifice anything, come what might For the sake of having you near In spite of a warning voice That comes in the night and repeats, repeats in my ear Don't you know, little fool, you never can win Use your mentality, wake up to reality but each time that I do, just the thought of you makes me stop before I begin. Cause I've got you under my skin. anything come what might for the sake of having you near in spite of a warning voice that comes in the night and repeats how it yells in my ear don't you know little fool you never can win why not use your mentality step up wake up to reality but 
just the thought of you Makes me stop just before I begin Cause I've got you Under my skin Yes, I've got you Under my skin Sometimes I try to do things and they just don't turn out the way I want it to And I get real frustrated And it's like I take my time and I try real hard But no matter what I do and no matter what I try It never works out It's like I concentrate on it real hard But it never works out It's like I need some time to figure this things out But there's always someone there going Hey Mike, you know we've been noticing you having a lot of problems lately You know, like maybe you should talk about it, you'll feel a lot better And I go, no, it's okay, I'm having some problems I'll figure it out myself I'll figure it out And they go, why don't you talk about it, you'll feel a lot better And I go, no, I don't want to Just leave me alone, I'll figure it out myself And they keep on bugging me And it builds up inside, it builds up inside You gotta be as true tonight, you come up bring with much tonight You won't have any say, they'll bring what you didn't see the way I'm not crazy You're the one that's crazy You're driving me crazy Myself. I was sitting in my room and I was like scared at the walls thinking about everything and then again I was thinking about nothing and then my mom came in and I didn't even know she was there and she called my name and I didn't hear her and then she starts screaming Mike, Mike and I go what? What's the matter? She goes what's the matter with you? I said nothing mom. She goes don't tell me nothing. You're on drugs. I go no mom I'm not on drugs. I'm okay. I'm just thinking you know. Why don't you give me a penalty?
I think you're going to be all right tonight, Anna. Sorry, we lost Jeannie there. She got, you know, a little pregnancy got caught up with her, and she got a little sick. I'm sorry. I was kind of concerned with her at the top of the show. Hope she's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty ill. The show must oh, go on. Well, it must. It must. That's right. So let's go on with the show with the Shaking Growlers. We got Shaking Growlers in the studio with us here tonight. Ow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I ask everybody. I'm going to ask you guys, you know, which of you have done the most time in lockup? And I'm not talking county or anything. <laughs> Uh, I think Phil's been married the longest. Super, super. Oh, special kind of doing time. That guy's quick on his feet. I like that. Now, now the name Shaking Growlers. Now, is it good to shake up beer or anything like that? Because I don't care. You can shake mine or stir it. I don't care. Well, nowadays they put uh, they get the growlers and they put it in this like jet system that sh- like shoots it into the growler. And if you're new on the job, like the first time we had practice, girls' first day. It was shaken, and it, we opened it, and it was about half oh. gone. Yeah, that's what happened, and that's the name. Oh, oh, I like that. I like to get used to some high tech when it comes to beer these days. Huh? Super. Yeah. All right. Now, now, how do y'all feel about near beer, though? It's terrible. Is it? Yes. You know, with a name like Chicken Growlers, I'll take your word for it. I can trust that. Straight up. Now, now, everybody in the in the band here. Did you uh, um, restrict each other from looking at each other directly, kind of like the new Spud uh, rule in the studio? Well, I got to say something. I noticed uh, Spud and myself are non-eye lookers, and I've been a non-eye looker all my life. I was in the Army, too. Super. Oh, yeah. You got to look straight ahead. Uh, uh, The top come down on you, right? Yeah. That's right. Now, you're going to play one more song for us tonight. What's the name of the last song? Uh, Jeff, what is it? We're doing Break It All. All right, the Shaking Growlers. We want you to come. We want you to hear. We want you to dance. Dance all night long. When the music starts, you're standing like a fool. And break it up. You lose the name, break it all. I feel bad. When I feel sad. Shake to the 
You're listening to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, all right. We're going to roll into our first highlight for tonight right there. Here we go. So our first clip of the night, uh, we have Spud talking to former WWE superstar Mick Foley about the pros and cons of playing the villain. All right, super. Well, my first question I have is, uh, what gave you more satisfaction in the ring, being a heel or, or the fan favorite? Because I, I would think the boos are much more of a rush, but I've never had to walk up to the ring with huge, overweight males yelling and spitting at me. you got to be mentally tough to handle that, right? Ah, uh, you know, it, it, it's good for your humility. Uh, you develop, uh, you know, a, a pretty thick skin. And, and the people psychologically who start their careers out as bad guys, like, <laughs> tend to be the nicer guys because they don't buy into the hero thing. You know, like, right. they've seen the other side. Uh, you know, they've, they've, they've been harassed. And, and in the old days, you know, guys used to have to fight their way out of buildings and, uh, you know, and have tires slashed and things like that. And so they can really appreciate uh, the cheers. They're both, they were both kind of cool. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want to be a, a bad guy with a lot, like, as we say, wrestling, a lot of heat with the whole social media thing. I don't know if I'd want to be bombarded with bad stuff 24 seven. Right. Well, which, which it's gotta be tough. That does have to be tough. I mean, can you imagine like just playing a character? And being the bad guy, but that's how everybody sees you. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody sees you outside of that role. Yeah, they kind of get you mixed up in real life. Like people thinking that JR was uh, from Dallas was really that nasty JR. I'll take your word an for astronaut. that. Astronaut. Yeah, what? Astronaut. I, 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 I oh, you're thinking that I'm dreaming Genie. That's right. And he was a really bad guy on that, wasn't he? Or was Genie the bad guy? There was a bad guy on that show. I, I, I don't know it. if there was a, a the bad guy. There was there was always some like Sultan or something that came back from Genie's past that tried to. Who knows? Wasn't her mother was like portrayed as the bad guy in that? I At least don't for remember. Darren, yeah. Nah, I know. I couldn't take my eyes off Barbara Eden, so I wasn't really paying any attention to the plot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like. 12 or 13 at the time when I was watching that show. Yeah, that's so, yeah, the right thing. time there. All right, we're going to roll back into some music here. We're going to start off with the Seattle band. It's making a bit of noise right now, and, and we're not talking about annoying noise like garbage trucks or road construction crews, none of that kind of stuff. Now, this band here released a very cool album titled Keller Punch, and it's touring the country right now. It's a, it's, it's a cut off the record here. It's called Heroes. And uh, after that, now, what, what, what this band here, this is... Uh, who we got here? Then we got uh, the coup with strange arithmetic. Let's hear this.
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, we kicked off that first set with the song by Hoot, Hoot Hoots. That song was called Heroes, and it was off of the album Color Punch. Say, Lawrence, we have a call holding for you. Oh, oh we got a call? All right, let's take that call. Super. You know, we got to stay in contact with our listeners and all that. Hey, hey caller, you there? Yeah, I uh, tried calling in during the first hour to speak with Spud, but I couldn't get through. You know, at first I thought Spud was being a real dick about not wanting that co-host to look at him directly, but the more time I had to think about it, the more I feel it might actually be a wise move with certain people. Caller, I hope you're not suggesting I cannot look at Lawrence directly. I, for one, do not believe that is a healthy policy to implement. Oh, okay, now, let me get this straight. Do you or don't you think Spud is a dick? Oh, I think he's a dick for sure. But I started to think about my office. There's this one guy there that just gets on everyone's nerves. He's been written up more than once for inappropriate behavior with coworkers. He's just a pest. Oh, you know, in prison, we had our own way of dealing with those kind of guys. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I totally understand why Spud doesn't want Gerald to invade his space. I mean, I find him to be really annoying, too, but it does seem a little extreme. That's what I thought at first when I was listening to the show. Then the more I heard that co-host, it made more sense. Life is short, and you want to cut out all the things that really get on your nerves. I'm really thinking seriously of asking my boss tomorrow morning if I could request a don't-look-at-me rule with this joker. I think the rest of the office would join in. I really do. Well, you know, it's, it's a much more civilized response than, than someone, you know, shanking him or something. Super. Uh... Yeah, that option's not really on the table, at, at least not yet. He is a jerk, but... Nonviolence is always the best course of action in any case. That That's right, that's right, Anna. You know, it, no doubt it never solved anything I saw when I was in lockup, you know. Uh, people, they're still pissed at each other afterwards, so, you know. I just have to figure out something to tell him, you know, like, what will be coming his way if he violates the don't-look-at-me rule? It has to be something within reason, the office code of behavior. So it kind of limits some things, you know. Any suggestions? How about you make sure all the donuts are always gone when he comes into the conference room at meetings? Okay. That ought to get his attention. Yeah, good idea. He he loves donuts and never kicks in when the person doing the donut run tries to collect the money. He's always saying he only got $100 bills. Oh, man, don't you just hate those people? You know, now, we, we, you see, when I was in the dorm, we couldn't send anyone out on donut runs or anything like that. But there's always a few dudes who hogged all the popcorn at movie nights. Caller, now that you have brought this up, the last few staff meetings, we have had Gerald seems to grab all the chocolate chip cookies before I get a chance to pick. He leaves the rest of us with the oatmeal and peanut butter cookies. The last time I was going to say something, but held back. It sounds like everyone on your show should put in that don't look at me rule with Gerald dude. Well, my wife is saying I have to go put out the garbage to the curb by tomorrow morning's pickup, so I actually got to go. Thanks for the advice, though. Bye. All right. Bye, Colin. 
You know, the next staff meeting, I'm going to be the first one in the room and make sure the chocolate chip cookies are protected. Yeah, you All better right, get, super. get your own, Anna. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to get back to some music here. First up, we have Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros with Man on Fire. And after that, we have a great band from the Northwest, Mud Honey with Suck You Dry. I'm a man on fire Walking through your street With one guitar And two dancing feet Only one desire That's left in me On the whole damn world To come dance with me
We have another call, but we are running late. I don't know if we have enough time to take this. You want to pass on it? Yeah, yeah, I'll make it quick. You know, you see, it could be a fan of the show, you know, and I remember what it was like for me when I was younger, when I went to call into a talk show. It was a really big deal for me, you know. I once spoke with Art Bell about Martians invading my parents' house. I was on the air for like, you know, 15 minutes. Art Bell, he was the best. Yeah. Okay, caller, go ahead. The forecast for North America in the next 72 hours is shaping up to be a doozy with high winds and sleet in the eastern seaboard area with intermittent storm clouds invading the Florida panhandle, but things are looking up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Samuel? Hey, I thought you were told by executive producer Lori that you could, that you should, I thought she said no to weather forecasts. You know, hey, look, don't blame me. I watch the weather channel all the time. I mean, you know, man, I can listen to a forecast for hours because, you know, it calms me down. It has a calming effect on me like a meditation, you know. So, look, you want to slow yours down a little bit. How much coffee did you drink? The Southwest is in for a beautiful next few days with highs in the low 80s, but super. the upper Midwest is still in the grips of a late blast of Arctic air, so stay bundled up through the weekend. The West Coast is Samuel, gonna be... no means no. We have to go. The West Coast will be in for some wet and damp weather as a front heads in from the Pacific. Look, of- uh, look, look oh, you got to give the guy credit, you know. He, he won't take no for an answer, will he? Maybe, but I find it more tragic. Very sad. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? All right, why don't we get back to some music now? We're going to lead this one off with Jesus and Mary Chain with Happy When It Rains. And then following that, we have a band that that played on Spud's uh, KTZZ show back in 1994. This is Sister Psychic. Now, this is the studio cut of a song they play live on that program, Hang Time. All right, hit play.
Show Report. All right, my man Derek, hit me. I'm about to hit you with something here. So our final clip of the night, we get to hear Spud making the best of those online anthropology classes by asking Mario Cantone if Kim Cattrall's character Samantha on Sex and the City was the original cougar, kind of like the missing link. Oh, are we, are we all? Jeez. Just a little. Just yeah. a little. Well, let me ask you a Sex in the City question. I know that you must be burned out with that topic, but uh, hey, do you, do you think some, uh, Samantha's character, played by Kim Cattrall, was the original prototypical cougar, the standard bearer of the archetype, you know? Uh, well, not when it started. I mean, because she was, a, a, I guess she was not a cougar when it started. I guess they, they you know, the show was on for what? I don't know, 10 years maybe, 8 yeah, years? It, yeah. it, it, I guess she became a cougar. Uh, now they're all cougars, or or whatever. I, I don't know. You know, I guess I, I don't think she was at the beginning, but I think she certainly um, became that. Uh, but uh, such a you know they, they they get very offended with the word cougar. You can't say that either. Pretty soon you'll be thrown off the air. Really, I didn't, I didn't you know, even know yeah. that. Oh okay. no, you can't. Oh, pretty soon, believe me, they're gonna come after you for cougar eventually. Not maybe today, but maybe in a few years. It all gets worse as the years go on. It gets worse. Okay. All right. I'll make a mental yeah, note of that. Uh, right. Right. So yeah. No, I, I don't. You know. I think. It's, I think. I think the word is absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, I think she was a. She was. She became that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, as a. You know, Spud and I got into a little discussion about this, like, and uh, he opened up to me a little bit about. You know, he's he's older than most of us here, like by a lot. And he told me that actually okay. his, uh, orig- super. his original cougar was uh, Mrs. Robinson from The Graduate. Oh, Mrs. Robinson, that was his original cougar? That was his, like, yeah, the f- very first for the, him. What he considered the cougar. Yeah. Yeah. But we could trace cougars, you know, clear back to the Stone Age, probably. Oh, I'm sure we could. Uh, yeah. Well, but the thing is, a cougar was a deadly thing then, but the cougar can still be a deadly thing now. Yeah. Did they have, like, saber-toothed cou- cougars back in... Like, is that what they called him back in Caveman Days? I bet they did. There's a big tooth older lady. She was the saber tooth cougar. They didn't, they didn't have the dental plans that they do nowadays. So, yeah, I'm sure they no, were No, they pretty, didn't. They just pulled a, they just took a rock. Pretty saber tooth girls. Yeah. <laughs> That's a kind of a crazy picture. I like that picture. I don't, I don't good. think I can add anything to that. <laughs> All right. We're going to leave that on high note. I like that so much. Uh, press, we're getting near the end of the show. We're going to uh, hear a couple more songs here. First up, we've got Dave Clark 5 with uh, Catch Us If You Can. And then how about the pains of being purple at heart with My Terrible Friend. Here they come again, mm-hmm. catch us if you can, mm-hmm. time to get a move on, mm-hmm. we were young with all of our life, catch us if you
again mm-hmm. Catch us if you can mm-hmm. Time to get a move on mm-hmm. We were young with all of our might Catch us if you Is the Spud Goodman post show report? 
All right, all right. You just heard The Pains of Being Pure at Heart, and that song was called My Terrible Friend. But, you know, we got to say goodbye here, and I got to thank Anna for stepping in and pitch-headed for us at the last minute. You did a great job. Thanks. And I got to tell you, too, you can look at me any old time you want. <laughs> That's good to know, Lawrence, and the same goes to you. Well, I appreciate that. I don't know how it's going to work out for Spud, though, because, you know, I hope he has a change of heart, and, you know, let's Gerald look at him, because, you know, doing a talk <laughs> Show okay. with, right. with Super. like that. You know, I, I don't know how they're going to work it out. Uh, but I guess they're going to figure it out. Yeah. But I tell you what, I really appreciate you sitting in, Anna. You did a great job tonight. Thanks again, Lawrence. Uh, I really hope Gina is feeling better. And it's uh, it's an honor to be on the show. So. Yeah, has Bobby a good experience for you? I'm betting here. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> and I'm going to thank the panel here, too. Of course, we have Dave on the soundboard. A wonderful experience, as always. A wonderful experience and a wonderful job, I got to say. And, Mike, you're doing a great job as our new engineer on board. You hit it out of the park tonight. Thank you, sir. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Thank you for your service. And, Dick, the highlights spot on, as always. Oh, I thank you, Lawrence. I appreciate it. And, of course, you know, Anna, you know, you did such a great job. But I got to tell you, spring break's coming up, right? Right. So, you know, you got to give some thought to staying away from all the hedonism and all that other stuff. (laughs) Super. Um... You know, you might want to go to the mall, lay low, something like that. We worry about you, you know? I think I'm going to keep it pretty low uh, this this spring break. So. Ah, see, that's a good call. <laughs> see, that college is teaching you to be smart there. All right, until next week, we're going to say good night. Yes, good night, everyone. We're going to leave you with a little tune here from the Reverend Need More. This is titled, The PTO Has Gone to Hell. Lord, have you read the paper about Jim and Tammy Faye And poor old Oral Roberts and how he was counting days There's talk that Reverend Falwell may become your right-hand man But till I'm sure, I guess I'm stuck with your check in my hand Tell me, where do I send the money to make sure it gets to you? Different channels, different address Lord, I'm so confused. Lord, I'm so confused. Wanna buy my ticket for your second coming, but the PTL's done gone to hell, so where do I send the money? Lord, do you have a TV? Have you seen them selling grace? With the sex and drugs and scandals, hit the preacher's fading place. Which one of them TV profits really is divine? Should I check the Nielsen ratings or do you have some other sign? Tell me where do I send the money to make sure it gets to you? Different channel, different address. Lord, I'm so confused. Lord, I'm so confused. I want to buy my ticket. For your second coming But the PTL's done gone to hell So where do I send the money? The PTL's done gone to hell So where do I send the money? Raking in the cash Raking in the cash We'll be rich rejoicing
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Associate producer, David Deer. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Anna Howell and Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. The forecast for North America in the next 72 hours is shaping up to be a doozy with high winds and seas in the eastern seaboard area with intermittent storm clouds invading the Florida Panhandle, but the southwest is in for a beautiful next few days where Midwest is still in the grips of a late blast of Arctic air. So stay bundled up through the weekend. The West Coast will be in for some wet and damp weather as a front heads in from the Pacific.